What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fan the Flame podcast. What's up? What's My up? name is John. I'm Dale. I'm Marky. I'm Jonathan. And we are the youth and young adult pastors of New Birth Church here in Kissimmee, Florida. Man, gang, how y'all gang. feeling tonight? How y'all feeling yeah, tonight, I'm man? I'm feeling good. good. Chilling, man. We out here. Y'all looking good. Okay, before we get started, this is episode two. Uh, we're going to ice break this thing and uh, a few questions I got for you guys. Number one, what type of Christian are you? Do you put cereal in the bowl, then you put milk, or do you put milk and then cereal? I'll start with Pastor Dale. What type of person are you? I am, as Jesus is. The, Hello. <laughs> the cereal goes before the milk. There you the go. cereal goes first. Come okay, favorite now. cereal? Favorite cereal, it might be Honey Bunches of Oats. Ooh. Okay. Real natural. Real okay. different. Real natural. I'm with you on that. I'm with like you on that. that. Like that. I second that. I definitely cereal before the milk. Sometimes I'll spice it up and put some ice in the cereal. That's See? Really yeah. Get a cold. Yeah. Get a cold, but definitely That's favorite valid. cereal would be, have to be Fruity Pebbles. Variety Pabibli's. I'm with you on Honey Bunches of Oats. That's my favorite. I definitely yes, put uh, I put the cereal first and then just a little bit of milk here and there. I don't want it too soggy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so me, first of all, the only cereal that people are allowed to eat is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's um, the I'm not mad at that. Cinnamon yeah, Toast that. Crunch is the 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 gold standard. Now, as for me, I, okay, I want to make it clear. Oh, God. I, I put the milk first, but you got to listen to what oh, I do. Right? I don't want to hear that. Okay, nothing. so me, I hate soggy cereal. Me like, too. I've grown up in, with people that in like my close family relatives that put like cereal and milk after they make it, and they put it in a fridge for it to get like, what? or they microwave it. Like, oh, nasty. So it's really scarred me. I don't so like soggy food. I do. Yeah. So this is how I do it. I do, I put the milk. I put the ice cubes in, okay. I stir it so that the milk gets cold, yeah. and what I do is I put like a little bit, eat it real quick, a little bit, eat it real quick, a <laughs> little bit, eat it real quick, because I, I do not like it soggy. I hate soggy cereal. So it's no. not, I really, I, honestly, I'm on y'all side. I don't, I don't really put the cereal second. I kind of just drizzle the cereal <laughs> okay. over the milk. And eat it as I go. I don't like put milk and then dump a lot of cereal. That's not All right, I, I just started. I, I threw honey on my cereal the other day. Interesting. Honey. It was on some Frosted Flakes. I've never mm. heard that. Try it. Frosted mm. Flakes. I've I've done bananas with Frosted Flakes. That's I've seen that. I've seen that. It's pretty nah. good. I, I don't bananas. eat cereal that much, but when I do, <laughs> it's cold and it's crunchy and it's always cinnamon toast. Crunch. Do you have an ice cube limit? Like certain amount of ice cubes? Four. It needs to be four. Four. Four big ones. <laughs> That's a lot of that's water. It's got to be four. That's a lot of water. No, you take the ice out. You take the ice out. So oh, you stir you cool it, get it, it nice and cold. Make sure it's nice and cold because it's like you, when you're stirring it, the whole thing gets like really, 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 really cold. You take them out real quick, put a little bit more, and then if it, the milk gets warm again, <laughs> get four more ice cubes. Throw them back in that's there. Stir it up. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but you, I, I don't really like cereal, so when I do eat it, I got to enjoy my experience. We so need I'm, the recipe I'm, on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, second second question before we get started. If you had to, if you had the opportunity, we'll start with you. If you had the opportunity to eliminate a fast food restaurant off the face of the planet to do everyone a service, which fast food would it be? Uh, so, man, anyone who eats Arby's on a regular basis, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you, you're not invited to this church. <laughs> I'm kidding. And that's the thing. So I grew up, our church was right next to an Arby's. So we would have literally like the curly fries. There was only one chicken sandwich on the menu. I don't know if they still have it. Yeah. Uh, but that was banging. So I would do that. Uh, and the Jamocha shakes. The Jamocha shakes. Was the mocha shakes, are, mocha shakes are banging. But roast beef is crazy. You tried their mozzarella sticks though. <laughs> they have a lot of good stuff. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to eliminate one, like Taco Bell's too clutch to eliminate. Talk about clothes. That was another one up there for me, but the only one that I had to get rid of, like really, Arby's. Arby's. It's, I, I, I don't think even that's like a unanimous like decision. It's unanimous. That's, that yeah, gotta be unanimous. True. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. I would have to say, and there's a lot of personal experience behind this one. Yikes. I'm gonna say checkers. checkers. Oh, now nah, you're wilding. You're wilding. The reason being, I'm so sorry, guys. Checkers. Wow. I went to checkers. I would say probably about a year ago, and when I went to checkers, this is the truth. They had nothing. They legit shut down the restaurant. They said, we have nothing, no more in the restaurant. There's no more 
drinks, nothing. They legit had nothing. <laughs> they had nothing. They <laughs> but they were open. Everybody around there said, we're closed. We got nothing left. Nice but you nothing. can't blame them. Like, we used to work at Dunkin' Donuts and run out of donuts. And people would be like, how do you not have donuts? It's Dunkin' Donuts. It's not our fault. Valid question. Valid question. Uh, me, personally, uh, I would have said Arby's off rip. Um, <laughs> I just don't think it'll be in heaven, so I'm just confused. True, yeah. as, as it is in heaven. That's what we pray for, right? But yeah. Anyway, um, since Arby's has already said, mm. don't think I agree with checkers, but there's grace. Um, hmm, let me be problematic. I don't want to say anything that's been said, so I would say Burger King. I should have said Burger King. I would say Burger King. I would say Burger King. I think McDonald's is untouchable. Yeah, untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's untouchable. untouchable. Um, but other than, and I only eat Burger King because my mother like loves. She loved Burger King. The wow. Whoppers only. Uh, but other than that, they just, I don't know if you all remember. They changed the recipe for the fries years ago. The fries actually used to be good. I mean, not McDonald's, but they were good. But ever since they changed the fries, I don't know. Yeah, rock with I think it. Burger King's a good second for me too, because Burger King, like they were giving out ten piece nuggets for one forty nine. Like that should be illegal. If it costs yeah. one flag, yeah. <laughs> I would say Burger crazy. King over it beats my Arby's because Arby's. Although I've never heard someone say, "Man, I really want some Arby's right now." <laughs> I've never heard that. I never heard that either. But I've heard people who love like they completely stand Burger King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burger yeah. King for me is also a solid two. Got solid, solid two. two. For me, I guess it's probably like Jack in the Box or something like that. If you're in the airport, okay. though, Jack in the Box is clutch. It is clutch. <laughs> it is clutch. If it's the only option, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's hilarious, man. So, um, man, I'm so excited for today's topic. Um, and we're just going to jump right into it. The title of today's topic, you probably already read it if you looked at the title of this episode. Um, and that is, Christianity Will Cost You. Christianity will cost you. I'm just so excited to talk about this. Um, I think a lot of people come into the faith not knowing, you know, we're in a series now called Who's the Boss? And they come into the, they come into Christianity not knowing that there is actually things that God expects from you. And, 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 and I'd like to start with this. Christianity will cost you, but salvation is free. Yep. Salvation mm -hmm. is free. You cannot work for salvation. We see in scripture someone tries to buy their way to salvation. Salvation is, is, is a grace that God gives us through faith that we have in Jesus. Yeah. So becoming a Christian, you know, is free. Salvation's free. But Jesus asks, asks us to pick up our cross too and follow him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to read some scripture. Luke 14, 27 and 30 says, whoever does not bear his own cross... Whoever doesn't pick up their cross too and, and come after me cannot be my disciple. Those are harsh words, right? Yeah. Those are, that's very straightforward. Like Jesus says, hey, this is a trade. I gave my life for you. Now you got to live for me. And he says, if you can't bear your own cross, you can't be my disciple. And in verse 28 and 29, he gives a really cool analogy. Jesus told stories better than anyone. Um, yeah. He told, you know, parables. And he, he was just, that was his type of... Uh, delivery of messages, which is, I think is really awesome. Because um, this allows us to see things in a different perspective. He says in verse 28, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Jesus is giving this great analogy, like following him is like trying to build something, right? Because we're mm -hmm. building yeah. the kingdom. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm not, you know, separate from the body of Christ. If I believe in Jesus, I believe in his church. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a part of the body. And Jesus says, I'm coming back for the church, which is my bride. It's so hard to love a husband and hate a wife, right? Yeah. They're yeah. one. So you can't be Christian and, and not be in church in the body. But he says, when you're building this thing, you need to count the cost or else you'll get to a place one day where the foundation is set, when things are set, when everything's ready, but you're unable to finish because you didn't count the cost. And I don't know about you, man. I don't want to just start this race with Jesus. Yeah, come on. I want to finish this race with Jesus. Yep. I want to sure. go, I want to play the long game. Yeah. And, and a part of that, I think, to, to help young people, whoever's listening, to fan the flame in them, man, you have to count the cost. 
Anybody want to jump in after that? No, man, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the scripture talks about the cost so many times. There's different things we have to think about when we're thinking of the cost. I just want to touch on salvation, right? That's free. But Jesus makes it clear when he's talking to the man who's trying to uh, buy his way into heaven. And Jesus is like, oh, you, you want okay, give up everything you have. You've, okay, you, 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 you know the, the Torah, you know scripture, give it all. And, you know, I believe that Jesus gave him that specific order, and that was a specific cost that Jesus put over his life. You know, like had it been someone else, it could have been something else. But Jesus knew what he wasn't willing to sacrifice yeah. to follow God. So yeah. I think for us, you know. The, the, the rich young ruler. Yeah, the rich, yeah. the rich young ruler. Like what, what, what Jesus was requiring from him as the cost is not the same as what Jesus would, would require Marquise mm, with the same good. cost. Every Everybody's got different costs. Yeah, mm. It's whatever you're not willing to sacrifice. Newsflash, that's the cost. Yeah, wow. that's good. That's good. Yeah, so I think there are universal costs where, you know, every, as a Christian, everyone has that cost. But where some Christians uh, stumble or fail is not going further, that next step, asking God, okay, God, what are my costs? Yeah. What, what is specific to me that I have to give up? Yeah. Uh, and I think in doing that, you, God reveals so much. And what we can't afford to do as a Christian is compare your cost to someone else's yeah. because what may be their cost may not be yours and what may be yours may not be theirs but if you hold them accountable to what God told yep. you right. you'll then begin to judge them when God called that cost for you yeah mm. I love that there's so much cost I love talking about cost because it's the Bible talks about it so much but just like in so many different ways for example you know the Bible says too much is given much is required mm. I, one thing I really married this last uh, few years of my life and I learned it from my dad our senior pastor Pastor Gabby and one thing he told me I said hey man uh, you know you don't no one complains when they're given much so don't complain when you're required much yeah no one complains when they're given the house or they're given the great ministry or they're given the students they're given the leadership or, or so don't don't complain. When God gives you. When God, no one complains when God gives, so don't complain when he requires. Mm, that's, that's you know, good. you gotta, you, you can't just be someone who says, God, give me, give me, give me, and not be willing to be required some things. There's a cost. When I think of all of the men that I love, my favorite Bible characters uh, in scripture, when I think of David, uh, well, actually, when I think of John, and when I think of uh, Samson, mm. from birth they had a cost. Yeah. Don't yeah. cut your hair. Don't be around dead animals. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. But it yeah. seems always like the ones who have kind of most like, at least to me, just the most interesting impacts on the world. Like when yeah. you look at Samson, his impact, his his strength, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But he had a cost since before he was born. That's yeah. so good. That's good. He had a cost. You know, John the Baptist, he, he had a shoot in my vow. Mm -hmm. He never cut his hair. He would eat honey and bees. You know, everybody wants to be known as yeah. the guy who is after God's own heart, but nobody wants to eat the locusts and that's the so bees. True. I, I, I really believe that. The higher you're willing to count the cost is the higher God is willing to activate you. Mm -hmm. That's so That's good. Like, the more you want to be used in God, there's going to be things you can't do that people do. That's not even sin. It's just you can't, you can't do that. That part. That's so you can't good. do that. It's just you want to be used by me to this level, but as, as I raise you in influence and responsibility, as I expand your stakes, there is a level of requirement and responsibility you know, leaders can't do everything that yeah, everyone else that's does. Super that's good. good. That's super you know? good. I, I, I think um, right when you said that, I thought about uh, Paul in the Bible. Paul is really known for um, writing the epistles. And um, uh, they, it's said in, in Acts 16, I believe, is where uh, the, the whole conversion from Saul to Paul happens, or Acts 9. It's Acts 9 where the, the, the conversion happens. And he tells Paul, um, Ananias gets a vision. He tells Paul, he, God speaks to him, and then he says, hey, um, I want to show uh, Paul how much he must suffer for my name. Or in another translation mm. you could read, it says how much, or we can translate it to how much it will cost him yeah. to suffer for his name. And the thing is, I want you to know is a lot of people know Paul from the epistles that he wrote. Mm -hmm. And if he never suffered, come on, in prisons, we would not benefit from the fruit. So mm -hmm. good of the of the Bible, like yeah, you understand what I'm good. saying? Like we understand scriptures, like uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He was writing that in a in a situation where it cost him his life. Yeah, in a like, jail cell. In a jail cell. His freedom. In a jail cell. So I, I I second that. Like you know, the the greater the sacrifice, the greater of uh, 
command that God's calling us to live yeah. out, there's a greater sacrifice. I believe God has a great calling for everyone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the moment you put a ceiling on your cost, you put a ceiling on your calling. Come on. Yeah. You yeah. put a ceiling on your cost and say, God, I will only let you touch That's this good. much. That's yeah. good. You put a ceiling on the greatness that God could take your calling. Mm. I want to be the type of person that when yeah. I, like I saw this beautiful video of this guy, very highly decorated Navy SEAL, lost over 200 pounds before going into the military. Um, and one thing he, he was saying, uh, he was saying how, you know, what, it, what, what encouraged him and what kind of gave him the edge to want to wake up every day at 5 a.m. and work out. He said, you know, imagine going and dying and meeting God in heaven. And God says, Marquis Somerville, uh, you know, at that time he was 300 pounds. But he says, Marquis Somerville, uh, 150, 2% body fat, pure muscle, decorated Navy SEAL, public speaker, multimillionaire, and um, that's you. And he said, I would hate to be in that moment and tell God, I don't know who that guy Marquise is. I don't know who that is. And and God's response would have been, oh, no, that's who you were supposed to be. Oh, wow. That's who you were supposed to be if you got up and sacrificed those 5 a.m. sleeps and and put it towards running laps. You know, I don't want to go to heaven and God tell me what I could have been. I want to get to heaven and God tell me, hey, you fulfilled the calling I put over your life. Exactly. so good. It it sounds like what you're saying is you don't want to cut the cost. You don't want to get to heaven and God say, nah, you you cut this and you tried to get over on this. And uh, in studying for this, you know, the, the Christianity cost, the cost of Christianity, what I thought of, what God gave me was the analogy of home inspection. So, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. you're buying a home, uh, you don't just buy a home outright. There has to be an inspection done. So, yep. you know, that what you're paying for is what's presented. Um, and I think uh, Christians oftentimes, or people in general, find ways to cut corners, mm-hmm. find ways to cut costs. And that happens a lot in, uh, you know, the home buying and home building process. And what happens when you try to, you know, cut corners is that you eventually end up paying more. Yeah. You eventually end up wasting more time. And, and so what are the, the things that you may, you perhaps have tried to cut the cost of? And for a lot of people, it, it's pride. Mm. Um, and, and for a lot of people, it's, you know, trying to, to save face. You know, they'll put up a front, they'll present the house, they'll present yeah. the temple yeah. as though it's uh, upright and pristine when in actuality, there are some things that are hidden that, are, that aren't how they're supposed to be. There are some things in us that, you know, we don't want to unearth. Yeah. And it takes pride. Uh, it takes lack of pride and, you know, giving it to God yeah. and humbleness in order to, you know, bring those things to light and face those things. So yeah. what does that cost? That costs, you know, your, your mental capacity. That costs your, your, uh, just your, your simple addressing what you don't want yeah. to address, the That's elephant good. in the temple, if exactly. you will. That's so no, good. It, it, the, the first murder ever recorded in human history came from someone trying to cut the cost. Yeah. Mm. When you look at, you know, Cain and Abel. Yeah. Yeah. Cain, I mean, it, it was evident, you know, Adam and Eve had sinned, and when they sinned and failed, God made sure that he presented an animal, a lamb, a sacrificial lamb. Then they, the sacrificial lamb was sacrificed, and they were clothed with the skin of the lamb. So as they get... Uh, kicked out of the garden, now it's time to start offering their first fruits. It's time to start offering their sacrifice. uh, And that became something that's new to them. And the Bible says that Abel sacrificed an animal, but Cain Mm-hmm. He tried to cut the cost. Yeah. He said, I, 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 I work in the field, so I'm going to get, you know, some of my crops. And, mm-hmm. you know, God was telling him to sacrifice one thing, but he tried to sacrifice something else. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many times God is trying to tell us what we need to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And we say, God, I won't sacrifice that, but I'll sacrifice this. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I won't, you know... I, I won't sacrifice my tithe, but I'll That's sacrifice so my time. Mm-hmm. I won't sacrifice my uh, tithe, but I'll sacrifice my relationships. And God is mm-hmm. saying, listen, there's something I'm calling for you to sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. You can't cut the cost. Yeah, God wants an animal sacrifice, and he brought him an edible arrangement. <laughs> 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 like... Like, bro, you gave something, but that's not what God wanted. Yeah. yeah. Say that again. You gave something, but that is not what God wanted. And just because you gave something... You, we're not going to celebrate you just for giving something. Right. Yeah. You got to give what he wants. Right. Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah. I love that because I just got to remind you, thank you, God. He, Hello. There's a Bible verse where it says obedience is better than sacrifice. Uh-huh. Right? Like a lot of the times we think like, God, I sacrificed like $1,000. And he's like, no, I asked you to give the 10 to that one person who needed it in the pizza spot. Yeah. But so many yeah. times we're so wow. worried about doing the sacrifice that everybody else is doing uh, that we're not obedient to the thing that he's telling us to do. Yeah. Mm. That's tough. That's, that's good. good. I, I, you know, hearing, hearing your... Your, 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 your story of just cutting corners. I'm reminded of a story a pastor told I heard once. 
where he says that there was a, a guy that was building a home. He had multiple homes. He had the same general contractor that would build the homes. Uh, but after years of working, the general contractor grew a little bit of resentment to the guy who was building homes, uh, who obviously funded the whole thing. So one day, he, uh, he's approached by, by the guy, and he says, hey, I want you to build a home, and um, I want you to build it like this, you know, two-story basement. Uh, you know, he gave, them, he gave them everything, and and the general contractor says, okay, I'll build it. Um, but what he didn't tell him was that he was cutting corners every single step of the way. Um, you know, this supposed to go this long, oh, it's a little shorter. Um, uh, we supposed to use this amount of wood. I'll cut a little bit cost. I'll save some money. Let's put a little less. You know, once the drywall goes up, who, who knows anything? Um, months goes by, however long it takes to build a house. Months go by, months go by. Uh, so many corners he cut. At the end, uh, the guy gets the keys. He goes up to the general contractor. He says, you were building your house. That's tough. Not my house. Wow. This is yours. And instead of that general contractor being excited that he just got a brand new house, he was depressed because he's like, one hurricane and this whole thing is gone. Mm. Wow. I think when, when it comes to counting the cost... You know, it's worship to God, but it's it's also revealing a lot about what God can do through you right now. Yep. What God wants to do through you right now. I'm reminded of this verse here, Matthew 6, 33. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. I love that verse. I love that verse. That's, that's super good. I feel like... um. We say it so like generally and so like ethereal, but seeking first the kingdom costs you something. Yes, it does. Like yes, it's sir. it's gonna cost you your yeah. time. It's Putting it first, you. right? Because we can seek the kingdom third in our life, but yeah. first, right, will cost you. And so many times, I feel like like just as leaders, we feel like when you seek first the kingdom of God, everyone wants that second part, the everything else. God, yes, I need finances. Yeah, everything else, but mm. we don't want to seek first. And so many times, like just as a leader. Right, like there's so many times like we've sought God first, and now, oh man, like your popularity went down. Like people don't like you as much because now yeah. you yeah. gotta sacrifice being loved for being in your calling. Talk to him. <laughs> like you know, you understand what I'm That's saying? That's good. And, and as a leader, like personally, I just want to be very honest. Like there's so many times where I, I want to be liked, right? Like mm-hmm. we all wanna everybody want to be, like, be liked. We all yeah. have a desire. God gave us that need, right? Just so we can understand, we are seen and loved by Him, right? Mm-hmm. We all have a desire, you know, to be liked, and you know, yeah. we want people to love us. But at the end of the day, there's some people in our circle that God is just going to have to just cut them out and just prune them out. Unfortunately, just so that we can seek first the kingdom and other people, they're not called to where we're called to. Mm. And so because we're counting the cost, yeah. there's some people like Judas that they will not be there when we yeah. are on our cross. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think, man, that's super good. Yeah, what that sounds like is as a leader, as a pastor, as someone of influence who's trying to gear people towards Christ, you're that person who's you know, getting the home inspector, the Holy Spirit, to convict or to show these people, to show people under you or to show your friends or to show your family the corners that they've cut. And sometimes people don't want to face the corners they've cut. Wow. But it's not that you're the enforcer. It's not that you're the one, uh, you know, pointing at them. You're just allowing them to get into a, a, a relationship or, or to further their relationship with the Holy Spirit to where now it's the Holy Spirit, you know, walking into their temple saying, ah, ah, nah, that, yeah. that's, not, that's no good. Uh, no, you have to do that. And that can breed a, a tension mm-hmm. yeah. between uh, the leader or the, the friend who's trying to point them in the right direction. Yeah. And as someone who's following Christ, we have to be okay with that, that, mm. that tension of, you know, telling them what God wants, even though they may not receive it as yeah, well. Right. Yeah, no, I, I love seek, seek first the kingdom. And when you look at the kingdom, it's, it's even in the Lord's Prayer where he says, you know, not my will, but your will be done. That's good. Yeah. You know That's what I'm good. saying? Not my will, but your will be done. I found out, think, I, I, you know, just looking, retrospecting, looking at my life, there's times where there's things that God wanted for, for me, like for example, like mm-hmm. let's say there's a car that I know God wants for me, but because I wanted it for my things, but not what the kingdom yeah. wanted me to have it for, right? For example, like I, I, I've been in the process for a house and I've been wanting a house so badly. I'm like, yo, I want a house, I want a house, I want a house. I've been telling God, yo, God, like 
I want this house. Like, I, I want to be able to get, I'm, I just got married. We're pre-approved. Like, what's going on? Congratulations, by the way. Come on. God is Congrats. good. Yes, sir. Hello. Married life is the best life. But, you know, I got married. I'm like, yo, God, I want a house. I, I want to get married and all these things. And I've noticed that, you know, months went by and every house just kept falling through, falling through, falling through. And as I was praying, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and was like, man, you know, you remind me of the Israelites. I literally heard the Holy Spirit tell me that at our 5 wow. a.m. prayer. You remind me of the Israelites. And as I was thinking and as I was retrospecting, I'm like, you know what, God, I don't want to ask for what I know you have for me already mm. for my own selfish desire. Yeah. Then I started praying to God. So, you know, God, I want this house not for my marriage, but so I could do some hope groups in my house. Come on. God, I want to I want to use this to, to have more personal meetings with my staff so that we feel more like a family in our meetings than just coming to a building to have meetings. Like, yeah. And yeah. I started presenting that to God. Testimony. The moment I started changing my prayer for the same thing. I just changed wow. the way I prayed for it. The kingdom. Everything's been falling into Good. order. I literally, literally just got a, a grant for $14,000 for my house what? to pay Amen. for more than half of my closing costs Sheesh. and down payment. Oh, and that yeah. did not, we've been applying for months. That did not happen until I changed the way I prayed for something wow. that God already had for me. Yes, but That's because so I was praying for it in my will yeah, yeah, and yeah, for yeah, my yeah. marriage's will, mm. but not his will, I've seen those blockades. And sometimes you've got to realize, man, it's the thing. It's not that thing that I'm praying for isn't what God wants me to have. God wants you to be married, young adult. Yeah. God wants you to have a great family and great kids, but do you want it for your own reasons or do you want it for his will? Wow. Hello. I got to pray for his will, not my wow. will. Yeah. God wants to bless you to be a blessing. Yeah. Not just for the sake of blessing you. Because what happens is when we forget about being the blessing, we elevate gift over the giver yep. right. of the gift. I love this verse here, Matthew 23, sorry, 22 and 37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. That's, that's, that's cost. Yeah. To love with my heart, my soul, my mind. What is that? My intentions, my emotions. Uh, oh, my, my passions, my strength, my headspace, my thinking. I have to love him. And, and now, you know, just coming to church once a week, once a month, you know, however, however many times people come to church these days. Right. Um, you know, it's like, man, that's not cutting it. No, actually, yeah, it is cutting it. I'm cutting the cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm cutting the cost. Like, <laughs> You're I'm cutting, cutting the cost. it. Like it's, <laughs> it's loving God with everything that I am, everything and love we know that we, you know if you've been in a relationship before, love is not just talk. Love does. Yeah. Love does, and and if we're gonna love God with everything, we need to count the cost. This is so good. Yeah, that's so good. I, one of the things I love, uh, Jonathan, you mentioned this earlier, is um, following God costs you something. Mm -hmm. But I just got reminded that not following God costs you something too. <laughs> See, the thing is, um, you brought about uh, the story about the young rich ruler. Um, and the, the greatest part about that story was God gave him a command to follow him. Yeah. Mm. He told him, like, the same uh, thing that he told his disciples was, come, follow me. Yeah. And because he uh, did not want to count the cost, he didn't want to leave everything behind, he decided to stay with the thing and not sacrifice it. And yeah. a lot of the times we feel like that when we follow God, not only does, yeah, we're going to lose something, yeah, it's going to come with some cost, but also not following him comes with some cost yeah. as well. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, so that's tough. And if you want to write that down, you can. Because that, that right there, you got to understand that. What are you willing to live with? The cost of following him or the, following him or the cost of not following him? Mm. What, what reality are you willing to live in, yeah. right? Mm. What, 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 do you, what, what would you rather live in? Bible says, what is it to gain the world but lose your soul? Oh, mm -hmm. say good. it again, say it again. What is it to gain the world and lose your soul? Like, where's the point in that? And then with your scripture where it says, you know, love the, God, love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, strength. You know, when I got married, and you could, all of us who got married, Dale's right up next. Pastor Hello. Dale's right up next. Hello. <laughs> um, but when, when we got married, I don't know about you guys, but when we were saying what the, what the reverend was telling us to say, like in sickness and in health, for rich or for poor, I remember being there and like, well, this is real. This is real life. And, and they're, not, they're not making you count the cost. They're telling you the cost right. on yeah. the altar. And I remember having a moment with God in that moment. Yeah, I was having a moment with my wife and, and my family and, 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 you know, my groomsmen and, and everyone in attendance. But in that moment where, and I'm telling you, the reverend, that was my dad doing it. He was looking me in my eyes and saying, mm. do you <laughs> promise to love her in sickness and in health? And for richer or for poor, do you like, uh, and as I'm looking at my dad and he's not smiling, he's not smirking, 
he's looking at me in my eyes like, bro, Laser beam. this is you and God. Yeah. yeah. And in that moment, I had to say, you know what? Knowing the cost, is this something that I want to commit to? And I believe it's the same way with following Jesus. Yeah. It's the same way. Yeah, there are some things leadership-wise that some other leaders don't have the, the same amount of cost as other leaders or, mm. you know, depending on what capacity you want to serve in. Um, but as a, as, a, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, yeah. there is going to be a cost. And the moment you give your life to Christ, what you're doing is picking up your cross and you're following him, a.k.a. you're picking up your cost yeah. and you're following him. That's, that's, that's so good, bro. And um, I mean, we talked about it Sunday, and, and and it's this that um, Jesus says, John fourteen fifteen, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So it, it's keeping God's commandments, that putting Him first, keeping His commandments. It's like what Paul says: because we have grace, shall we continue in sin? By no means, you know. Yes. Like because I love you, Jesus, I'm going to keep your law on my heart. I'm going to keep your commandments and I'm going to live for you. And and honestly, if we're honest, man, where the world is today, yep. where the world is today, we do not need halfway believers. Can I alley-oop that to one of y'all? Bro, I, I love when people, because like, kind of, I love how you mentioned grace. Grace is free, but it did cost something. Mm -hmm. Cost Jesus' life. Come on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, we accept the free grace like, man, you know, I can I can jump in and out of this and I can hopscotch and tippy toe and double dutch in grace and in and out of grace. I could be a revolving door when it comes to grace because at the end of the day, it's free. But Jesus is in heaven like, yo, it cost me my life. Yeah, yeah so good. It cost me. Okay, yeah, it was free for you, but it cost me something. And mm. that's where the love of God really sits in because it's like, good. okay, this is something he gives freely, but it's still a cost. To this, it was a cost. It was a it was a blood cost. It, yeah. it was a mm -hmm. it was a it was literally a sacrificial cost of someone who didn't deserve it, which, which makes it even worse. Like it makes it even more deeper because if anyone didn't deserve if anyone didn't deserve this, it yeah. was Jesus. Yeah. But yet he was the one that took our tab and paid our bill. Yeah. So we can't like it's always funny when you take like me as a youth pastor. We take youth out to eat all the time. I would take him out to eat. I'm like, hey, bro, get anything. I'd look at the person differently when the kid is like, oh, yeah, I'll just get, you know, a uh, 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 dollar menu, uh, big chicken. and uh. But then there's the other kid who's like, oh, you paying? Okay, I'm going to do the, the, the number three. You don't even know the numbers on the menu. You ain't never touched the, the numbers on McDonald's. But now you're like, hmm, let me get a Big Mac. Yeah, I got like, the urge to splurge. Yeah, you never had a Big But that that's an example yeah. of people. I wonder how many Christians, when it comes to grace, they're over here looking oh, at all the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But had they known the cost and had they had a true reverence for the for the mm, cost and reverence. a true reverence for the cross, mm. they would be choosing what they did differently wow. and choosing what they ingested into their life dis differently if they actually had reverence for the cost and the cross. That so is super, super good. I think um, I got reminded that that scripture is so good. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's not only a cost, it's a hidden cost. Mm -hmm. Like, so to everything, like a lot of people we see, like, uh, for example, I've seen this post, somebody from uh, my, uh, one of my, our youth, they sent this to me and it, it could preach by itself. Somebody was like, Netflix costs $11.99, but it doesn't just cost you $11.99. You need to spend $11.99 to watch Netflix, but then you need to spend X amount of time to watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. There's time. You know what I'm saying? That's and, good. and so many times we, we, we commit to whatever the cost is, but we don't know behind that cost, there's a committed, there's a hidden mm -hmm. cost good. to that that's thing. That's tough. That's good. So good. I believe so many times, you know, people, we get caught up like, man, it's going to cost you my time. No, not just your time. You're going to have to actually pray now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're actually going to yeah. have to start seeking the kingdom first Searching now. Searching the reading scriptures. Your word now. Yeah. Like, you know, so there's... But behind every cause, there's a hidden cause. Yeah, that makes me think about, um, you know, getting your car worked on. You know, they'll, they'll say it costs this amount of money, and then you'll see a breakdown yeah. of the cost, and there's something called labor costs. Mm. So it's not just the, the item or the uh, service that you're paying for. You're paying for the labor that it took. You're paying for, and even things in uh, marketing or in the grocery store. So there's great value, shout yeah. out to Walmart, and then there's, you know, the name brand things. And the difference in cost is not only that particular item. It's not just the cereal box. It's the transportation well, that took the cereal box to yeah. the store. It's the factory. Mm, shipping and handling. Exactly. There's all these extra costs that 
you may not think about. Right. That's so good. Let's let's get a little bit practical. What are ways? Because you know the world is watching Christians like never before. Yeah. Um. You know we sound like the generation of pastors before us that say the Lord is returning, but after the last three years, man, I'm I'm singing that song again. The Lord is coming soon. Once Kobe yeah. died, anything could happen. Jesus that's, that's where I've been is, at. R.I.P. Kobe. Jesus is coming soon, and the world is watching Christians. The world is getting more radical. They're getting more controversial just to see us go crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to have a little bit of wisdom and how we see darkness, knowing that light shines best in darkness. Um, but but how do we shine this light? It's going to cost us. What does that look like practically? What does that look like? What, what does the cost look like? I know for me, one thing I, I did not, you know, coming into, into the church and really taking the Lord serious, I didn't count how much time. I was going to be invested into the into the church. It's not, you know, one thing that blew me away is like it's not like church ends and then all right, we got 6 days that I'm just going to do me. Yeah. No, it's like God, I'm going to there's an altar at the church and there's an altar of my heart. That's good. Yeah. And every day I need to put time into this and and the more I'd put time in, the more I'd see fruit. The more you pray and you seek the face of God, I think I think a lot of Christians and a lot of followers of Jesus um, they, they want salvation, but they forget the cost of time. And, and in Florida, you know, you need to drive everywhere. So, yep. so man, yeah, following Jesus, you know, get ready for just to fill up your gas tank probably a couple more times. Yeah. And, and, and be ready to, to, to get, like, if you're really bad at organizing your time with your family and priorities and school and a job, what happens then is you add ministry to that. And then one season in someone's life, they think the best move for them huh. yep. is to abandon the ministry because family's first and because I need to eat and, and, and because I value my relationships. And it's like, wait, if we don't know how to manage our time and, and, and work in that grace, we'll give up the thing that's actually blessing the rest. Right. Yeah. And, and yes, following Jesus, it'll cost you some time meeting with people, meeting with your leaders, seeking the Lord, yeah. improving your craft, right? I love how David, he, he, before he's even king, I mean, demons are fleeing as he's in the kingdom, as he's just playing his harp. Man, it, it's, in the, it's in the time put in in the harp that yep. demons flee. They gotta, demons need to respect the anointing. Well, yep. Demons respect the cost that you put in. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's, there's, there's some scriptures, I, I hope you've searched scriptures on your own time, um, that says that, you know, that somebody tried to rebuke a demon. The demon's like, hey, I know these guys, but, yeah. but who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus I know, yeah. Paul I know, but who are you? I, That's the most I disrespectful. That. I know these guys, but like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You yeah. just got the label. That's good. Yeah. You've got the free salvation, but That's you haven't good. picked your cross up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 good. I think, you know, what are some other things that we, it's going to cost us? You know, time is a big one. Yeah. I love what you said about David. You know, David was confident yeah. he'd kill Goliath because he killed a bear and a lion before. Mm-hmm. He, that wasn't yeah. his first rodeo. rodeo or walk in the park. So that's huge. Um, one thing I do want to say, uh, the leadership cost, mm-hmm. kind of like how you were saying, uh, it's two things. I'll start one, um, you know, I'm married now, so I see a lot of things from that lens of just relationship and marriage. Um, thank God I married someone who understood that I needed to invest some time into the ministry. That's I need so to yeah. invest time into my sermon Crucial. prep. Thank God you know. I found someone who understands. Come on, say yeah. Thank God, God I understand. I found someone who understands that I need to invest time into not only my craft but into my spiritual life with Jesus. At yeah. the end of the day, and then like for those, you know, everybody's chasing the prophetic these days. For for me to go on an altar and expect God to use me, not only do I have to have a, a normal devotion and prayer life, a daily one, which is a re- really mu- pretty much a requirement for all Christians. Yeah. I've got to have some lot like I there's sometimes I tell my wife like, "Hey babe, I'm preaching this Sunday. I got to lock in. These oh, next yeah. 3 days, you might not see me for I'm longer than in. 4 hours. I'm I'm, lo- I'm locked in." And my wife no, thank God for her upbringing and where she's come from. But she she has that that respect for me and and gives me that space to say, you know what? Even if I don't see you today for about three hours, I know it's because you're locked in, and I'll yeah. give you that space. And that's one thing. Just relationship wise, young adults and even young people, if you are getting in a relationship with someone who doesn't respect the fact that you need time to invest into the things that God has called you to do, they're probably not going the same direction as you, mm. and that's okay. 
But you have to make that distinction early. Yep. You've got to figure it out early because when it's late and you're in love and you're so deep in, it's hard to kind of break up with that person or leave that person even if it's the best thing for your calling in your ministry. That's one. The second thing is for the leader. I remember uh, Pastor JJ, who was our youth pastor, and one one time we had this uh, sermon series. Name drop. Shout out Pastor JJ Vasquez. Go legend. <laughs> go. He, he, you know, I always say Pastor Jonathan taught me how to preach. Pastor JJ, uh, Pastor Jonathan taught me how to be a Christian. Pastor JJ taught me how to preach. Hello. I always, I always <laughs> say that. But Pastor JJ, I remember once we did this sermon series called Mythbusters, and one, the one, one thing that we do every single Wednesday back then was we would think of a new myth to bust and one myth myth that we tried to bust was the myth that you can break an egg with the palm of your hands if you put yeah. the, the corners in the palm of your hands so i guess he didn't try it out yet so he's like yo service is in like an hour let's go to walgreens and let's go get some eggs so we go and we get we get eggs and he's like all right well before we do it on stage let's do it here i bet you can't break it because you're not allowed to i'm like Jay, I could break this. Like, yeah. So what he was doing was he was telling me, put it in the, the, the middle of one hand and try to break it with one hand. He didn't know that that's not the way that works. The way it works is you had to put it in the palm of your hands, the edges, and try with two hands to break it. It's impossible because yeah. this is the softest part of your hand. But he didn't know that. So he's like, put it right here and just break it. I'm like, all right, I did it. I break it in one shot, like like nothing, and egg yolk flies all over me to the point where it almost gets me. He like jumps out the way, and, and then he's like, "Whoa, this is weird because we're supposed to bust this myth." Yeah. Here, get another egg. Do it again. I'm like, okay, he like did it the same way. The same way, because he didn't know. So yeah. I, I'm t I broke like six eggs, and I've got egg yolk eggs all are like seven dollars. Yo, yeah, like Crazy. I broke. I got egg yolk all over me. Oh, so then hilarious. finally we Google it, and he's like. Oh, you've been doing it wrong. <laughs> so then he's like, all right, this is how we do it. So then he goes, uh, and they do it. And I remember sitting in the service, smelling like egg yolk. I like, remember that. I had I egg that. yolk on me. I'm sitting next to people in church, and they're looking at my stained shirt. But it was for the glory of God. Yes, sir. You know, wow. I, I, yeah. there's so many people that want to join leadership. Man, you got to understand, sometimes you're going to smell like egg yolk. You're going to get egged on. You're going yeah. you're, you're gonna to smell like egg yolk sometimes, yeah. but it's in those moments where you got to remind yourself, this wasn't about me. It was for the Lord. This was for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And and I feel like God is throwing so many different types of egg yolk at us, right? The egg yolk of time, the egg yolk of, you know, giving your 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 best when you're writing a sermon or giving yeah. your best when you're getting ready for a transition. Just those times where it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. sitting and being around people who aren't putting as much as you, wow. aren't putting in as much as you. They don't smell like egg yolk. Yeah. So you personally, you feel like the odd one out. But to be a, a great leader, you have to be willing to get eggs broken on you every now and then. Yeah. Because you got to understand, it's yeah. not for me. This is for God. It's for his glory. For kingdom. And it's for the kingdom. And that night, there were over 30 salvations. Yeah, thirty over that 30 night. salvations that, that specific night. And, yeah. and, and it wasn't because of me, right? But it was just because the fact that, you know, it was a fun element in the service. And it opened up their minds and their hearts. And, and when it was time to preach the sermon, everyone was already paying attention because... You know the, the myth busting worked, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's just man, don't, don't be afraid afraid of egg yolk in ministry, whatever that egg yolk may be. Just That's don't good. be afraid of it. Embrace it because you are doing the work of God. That's, That's super good. good. I think uh, one of the ways practically that we could learn to count the cost is dying to ourselves daily. Mm. What does that mean? I think dying to ourselves daily means like I don't know about you, but personally, like all the time. A lot of us don't wake up in the clouds on cloud nine feeling like praying every single day. Like, yo, yeah. it has to become a discipline first. Like, you mm -hmm. know, of building mm -hmm. a routine of getting in prayer. Like we talked about getting in prayer, getting yeah. in your word, getting in worship, listening 15 minutes to actually hearing God. Like, and I feel like if you do not get in a routine of dying to yourself daily, it's not just a Sunday thing. Yeah, that's good. Like, you know, so many Christians, we come, we hear the word and leave Sunday and we don't come and hear another word from God to next Sunday. <laughs> And if our spiritual bodies would look like our physical bodies and we wouldn't eat only one more time till the next Sunday, some mm -hmm. of our bodies would be dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so I feel like personally we need to practice dying to ourselves daily. That's doing things we don't like to do. Serving. Mm. That's being a part of the ministry. Join a hope group. Sit and talk with somebody Come in on. the community about what you're really going through. Come on. And I feel like so many times just as Christians and believers, man, we... We skip out on the, the dying to ourselves daily because it's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's not convenient. Yeah. And I just want to encourage like the leader, whoever you're watching, that being a, being a follower of Christ is not convenient. Mm. It's not. 
It's not comfortable. Wow. It's not for the weak. Yeah. It's not. Nowhere in the Bible do you see scriptures about being convenient, comfortable. It's never, mm -hmm. you will never find it in the scriptures. You hear scriptures like, pick up your cross and follow me. Yeah. That's all you see. Yeah. And so a lot of the times I would just say like for the young leader, for the person who's serving, please, 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 please die to yourself. Die to yourself. Daily. Die to yourself looks like when someone cuts you off and flicks you off in traffic, you don't flick them back off. Right. Mm. Die to yourself. Yeah. Die to yourself. When your teacher uh, says something mean about you in front of the class, you don't talk about her behind her back. Hello. Die to yourself. Hello. When your parents send you to your room, you don't get upset at them and tell your friend <laughs> through text cussing them out. Die to yourself. Die to yourself. Die to yourself. Yeah. Your parents tell you, clean your bed. Die to yourself. Yeah. Uh, dying to yourself gets real practical. Forgiving yeah. somebody. Yeah. Die to, to yourself. That's exactly what I was going to say. Forgiveness. Mm. Forgiveness is, is, we have to count that cost. Yeah. Because forgiving is not easy. We have to count the cost of, say that again. Pastor. We have to count the cost of forgiving. Yeah. Forgiving is, it's so tough sometimes because God will allow certain things to happen to you that are not favorable to you, mm -hmm. so you think. Mm -hmm. He will allow you to go through things. He allowed uh, Moses' mother to be stripped away from him. You know, he had to grow up in a place foreign to him. And because of that, he was able to lead the Israelites to the promised land yeah. because of such an unfortunate event. And more so forgiving others, I think what a lot of Christians and a lot of people in general, what we struggle with is forgiving ourselves. Mm. For some people, it may be easy to forgive someone else, yeah. but we're holding our, ourself well, without forgiveness and and until we hold ourselves until we forgive ourselves rather then we can you know see the potential that god wants for us but uh, we don't we cut the we cut the corner yep. of forgiveness for ourselves yep. mm. so if you're that person who is struggling to forgive yourself jesus has already forgiven you yeah. uh, so all you yeah. have to do is forgive yourself amen yeah. forgive yourself and forgive others yeah. that's that's huge right like great leaders don't hold grudges Mm. Say it again. Great leaders do not hold grudges. You know, hey, it, I, I, I say that again. Great <laughs> leaders don't hold grudges. They don't. Wow. I mean, and, and especially with us being young leaders, especially me, I, I can speak for myself. I don't speak on your behalf and you guys, but speaking for myself, you know, growing up in the church, you 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 could easily find yourself in a lot of relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can find yourself, you know, trying to find the right one for you. And it's hard to go through a breakup but then see that ex leading worship and for you to have a moment with God. Yeah. Now you hold back on your worship experience because you got a grudge that you never forgave them for. Yeah. Whether it's because you didn't handle the relationship right or you felt they mismanaged it. Yeah. You cannot be a great leader if you hold grudges. Yeah. I, I think when it comes to grudges, you know, it leads to seeds of discord and division. That's good. And as the body of Christ, I mean, we have to get over grudges, man. Yeah. Just, you know, Christ has forgiven us. We need to forgive others. Um, and that's, that's what's awesome about his forgiveness. He gives it to us. For us to give it away. Mm -hmm. He gives, he, I've forgiven you, and now that you know of what a mess you are, I think the gospel's good news because it was bad news. Yeah. We suck. Yeah. We're dirty, mm -hmm. we're sinners, total depravity. Yeah. I mean, where would we be without the grace and yeah. mercy of Jesus, right? So it's good news because it's it was bad news before the good news. Yeah. We yeah. deserve an eternity away from God. We deserve the penalty of our sin, but Jesus, here comes the good news, but awesome. Jesus says, "No, I for, I forgive you." And and it's hard to receive his forgiveness when we don't forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. And and yes, okay, God, you take my sin, you cast it to the sea of forgetfulness, right? To the depths of the ocean, you cast my sin, and I receive that. I can't hold a grudge over someone. I can't treat someone differently because of even something they did to me, or I know they did to other people, uh, because you know that's just space for the enemy to work, yeah. right? And and. When we're close, there's no room for the enemy to work. When there's space, that is room for the enemy to work and yeah. bring division and bring discord. And if you're a leader, I think that's that's just like, yo, you're a leader. You're the example. Multiply yourself within the church. If everyone had a grudge like you, what would your church look like? And wow. we could tell when you got a grudge. Because your it's sermons a sound grudgy. Yeah. Your, your, your leading in worship sounds grudgy. Yeah. Like there's times, there's moments in my life where my senior pastor would know that I'm going through something with other leaders in the church that I, you know, I have my own thoughts about. And he would say, 
you better not preach anything that has to do with this situation. Mm. You need to preach the word of God. Don't let this affect what you're putting down and what you're preaching to the congregation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because don't abuse it. Don't, don't abuse it, right? Because mm-hmm. those who hold grudges, it's hard to hide a grudge. Right. Mm. It's real easy for someone to notice based on how you're worshiping, based on how you walk into a room, yeah. based on how you say hello to people. Like, right. I've made it my business in, in this last two years of my life to, because I, I I could tell God in my private place, you know what, God? I'm not, I'm not going to hold grudges. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to move forward. But I've made it my own responsibility to say, you know what? Not only am I going to say this to you, but I'm going to make it evident with my actions. When yeah. I walk mm-hmm. into a room, mm-hmm. the people that I know that I've had issues with, Maybe they don't even know. Right. The people that I personally have seen yeah. a way differently before, yeah. I'm going to make it my personal responsibility to die to myself, yeah. walk up to them, to and myself. tell you I love you. Yeah. Good to see you. Because I need to kill this grudge that's it. within oh, and mean and it. Mean and it. mean it. I've got to kill this grudge within me, but I, sometimes you got to say it out loud and put some yeah. practical yeah. behind it so yeah. that you can grow. And when you, when you define a grudge, I think it's best defined as a wall. That's good, yeah. That either they formed or you formed doesn't matter. There's a wall, mm-hmm. and 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 if how can we be a united body when there's walls in between pews? Wow, that's good. That's crazy. What separates us from the world if we're living with walls and we're okay with it? Hmm. It's tough. You know, we're, we're like, inviting people to come in the church, right? You know, like it's like yo. You cannot be comfortable with a wall up between you and your brother. Yeah. You know, Scripture says, hey, if there's, there's a disagreement between you and a brother, speak truth. Confront. Yeah. Confrontation is so holy. Yeah. The Bible yeah. says if, when you confess your sins to, to someone, you're being healed in that yeah. moment. Yeah. In that confrontation, there's healing. And, 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 you, and, you know, the flesh in all of us wants to keep building walls because it makes us feel so holy. Yeah. Oh, it makes us feel so holy when there's a wall up between me and my brother, right? Because it's like, this is why I'm higher than him, or this is, you know, what he put up. It's like, man, break down the walls. If you never, if you don't learn how to break down the walls that are grudges, you will be hopping churches faster than a portable church van. I mean, I mean, let's be real. Church on the move. Church on the wheels. You know what I'm saying? Church on the wheels. It's like every time there's a wall up, it's like God's leading me out. Like, yeah. no. Like, if you don't approach this and get healthy with it now, brother, listen, you said this in a cope group. Yeah. And it bothered. That's so yeah. holy. It bothered me. And I want to tell you, I was, but, but, but you know what? I want to let you know, I don't even hold it against you. And then they'll be like, most times, this is where the devil, that's why he doesn't like this. Most times it's like, Dude, I didn't even know. Yeah. Right. I did that. I didn't know that joke was like personal. You know, yeah. like I just, and, and it's been months now. And it, dude, I'm sorry. This is the worst. I'm sorry seven years ago that what? I <laughs> forgot to say happy birthday. Yeah. And all that time you've been carrying baggage, yeah. luggage, you put a limit yeah. on your calling, on your growth. Well, they're your growing. Self. And it costs and you. They're happy. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're fulfilled. And it does it does grieve them because it's happened to me. I've been grieved by hearing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yo, it's like unforgiveness is drinking poison, expecting someone else to be yeah. Say it again. Injured. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting someone else to die. Yeah, no, you, you know? made it so visual for me when you said like walls between pews. Like mm-hmm. imagine if there if God just allowed a physical wall to be between everyone who had an issue. Mm-hmm. Like some churches, I mean, maybe even I mean, I don't want to get too personal, but like, a lot of churches would look like a maze, right? Like, if, we, if there was a wall between everyone who yeah. had an issue, and what does that mean? You know, maze stops you from seeing the end goal. Yeah. Mm. Stops you from seeing the altar. That's How good. many people come and in? it stops people from seeing Jesus. Exactly. That's so you is. come into a church, and, you know, there's so many spiritual walls up that they don't even know, but the Bible lets us know that our, we wage war against principalities, spiritual mm-hmm. forces. Yeah. People who walk into a church can just feel like, man, I don't know why I can't receive Jesus in this room, or I can't mm, see him. Mm. I, can, I don't feel a connection. It's artificial. It, it, it's, That's so good. And what's crazy is when one good. person doesn't sacrifice, now it costs other people. Mm. Yep. It's just so crazy how, like, you, even though we're talking still about forgiveness, when one person decides not to forgive, yeah. now other people have to, now they have to 
they have to now be committed to a cause they were never a part of. Wow. They were never a wild. part of that cause, but now because one person did not sacrifice, yeah. now we all have to feel the weight of one person's cause. Uh, Y'all ever got in trouble when one person I'll didn't? say this. <laughs> Basketball. We all run in suicides, <laughs> but he didn't show up to class. Well, armies like that as well. I, 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 you know, my parents did such a good job. Crazy. You know, my parents, and I was reminded of this, you know, growing up, you know, the car rides to and from church. Yeah. You know, and 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 growing up in church, we've grown up in church, all of us. Um, and I just remember my parents speaking like, yo, this this couple or this person has this against me and said this mm. and did this, and they and they'll discuss it, they'll pray, but they'll always turn around and look at us wow. and say, don't you dare treat them differently, differently That's good. of what you just heard. Wow. You love them more. You love their kids more. Yeah. And I would literally go up to people that would like really just had walls up between, yeah. you know, my parents and I would love on them. I'd love them more. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I love my parents, but yo, I love you so much. Like, yeah. and, 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 and that, that was so healthy. That was so healthy, yeah. you know, growing up in that environment where, you know, because, you know, these days, it's like, you're an enemy of my my friends. You're my enemy. Yeah. You right. know? And it's like, our parents did a good job of saying, like, yo, no matter what, what you hear, see people, and, and walls they have, don't treat them different. Yeah. I was good. reminded of that. That's so said. good. That's good. And, and healing and testimony comes often through that. Because good. when people have a wall up, when people treat you differently, a lot of times they're aware of it. Mm. But when you still treat them the same, when you still love on them, when you still talk to them, when you still greet them, it kind of like confuses them. Like, what's going on? Like, I'm being this way with you, but yet you're not treating me any different. You're still loving me like Jesus would. Yeah. And that could cause them to be healed. That could be a renewing in their heart. Yeah. That's a word. That's a word. I think, you know, I'd love this verse here. It says 1 Corinthians 9 and 25. This is an NLT translation. All athletes are disciplined in their training, and they do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. I'd like to end this kind of talking about, yo, it is worth the cost of following Jesus. Yep. It's going to be my tithe, my, my money. And at, at our church, we don't just tithe. We do tithes and offerings. Yeah. So tithe is 10%. You know, that didn't, that didn't just start with Moses. That started with Abraham, sacrifice, yeah. tithe. You know, it's all over scripture. Tithe is, is what we, we know to be 10%, but offering is above that. 11, 12, 15, yeah. 20. Um, so we know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost. It's so worth it, though, because yeah. God blesses you. It, it's going to cost your time. It's going to cost your money. It's going to cost your passions, your headspace. But we're not doing this for an earthly prize. There is an eternal reward. One day we will see Jesus Amen. face to face, and we will be held accountable for what we did and what we didn't do. And that is my biggest motivation here on earth, that I will count the cost. It's going to cost me this. It's going to cost me all of this, but it is worth it because my short years on earth does not compare to an eternity in heaven with Jesus. It's going to cost you, but it's worth it. And the Bible even says that your knowledge has a cost because those who know better will be judged harsher. Mm -hmm. And those who teach Mm -hmm. will be judged harsher. Your knowledge of what you have and what you've learned that has a cost as well. What are you doing with that knowledge? Yeah. What are you doing with that? Because on that day, when we when we get face to face with Jesus and with God, and He confronts us, and, and I, I hate to see like a confrontation. I like to see it more of just like a review, right? Like, like yeah, it's, it, like, it's judgment. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> you will yeah. be judged. It's, yeah. it's, People it's say only God can judge me. I'm like, He will. Be careful. Yeah. You will. <laughs> It's like it's gonna come, all right. Just yeah. watch out. You know? But it's 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 worth it, man. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's yeah. worth it because you know. And, and I'm not talking about it's worth it because eternity with Jesus. Like that comes with salvation. That comes with following Christ. Mm-hmm. That comes with just being a, a true believer and follower of the way. Mm-hmm. But the Bible also talks about we are gonna get a crown. Hello. Yeah. And we are gonna get some stones yeah. based on like I'm trying to I'm like. I like jewelry on earth. I'm trying to be iced out in heaven Hello. with my cross. Hello. Y'all going to see me with my with my crown hanging to the side. And y'all going to be like, yo, look at Jay. Look at Jay. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's from the south side of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. He's from the south side of the kingdom. I'm from the south side, my boy. My street is bronze on this side. I don't play. My and, and Paul addresses that to the early church because there were a couple uh, church members. They went to courts, to human courts. Yo. And he says, yo, 
you're going to human courts to settle something. You guys are both citizens of heaven. This should be a self-sacrifice competition. Yep. Yeah. Who will actually suffer the most? Yep. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trusting human courts. I mean, I, sometimes you got to take a Christian shark. There are sharks and there's Christian sharks. Yeah. Be wise. Sometimes yeah. you got to take a shark to, to court. Hello. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, when Paul says this, he's like, yo, it, it's not even about like who, who's going to sacrifice more because we will re- receive five, there's five crowns available yeah. in the next life. Yeah. So it's not just making it to heaven. I love, there's going to be crowns and responsibility given yeah. to how we handle this, this life on earth. So good. So it's not just making it and, and barely making it through the fire. Our works and our life will go through the fire. Yeah. And some would be like like diamonds, you know, making through and some yeah. hay that all, every, all of the works were burned up. And, you, and the, the Bible says you'll enter heaven smelling like smoke. Oh, it's not only enough to make it, but it's worth giving everything because I, I will get a lot in the next one yeah no yeah. there's five different crowns i love how you mentioned that yeah five different crowns i've got like five different hats in heaven i'm trying to match my shoes <laughs> with my crowns yeah. i only wear these with these because the I'll green just, is on the bottom so i, I wear the green just stack them yeah like well like all five just if i get them, them all stacked that's a lot of shoes i would have to wear in one day but i'm gonna be like yo i got my i got my righteousness crown right here to yes, today sir. i only wear that on tuesdays yes, like sir. you know what i'm saying but the, the cost Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's tough. But you will be rewarded. And I love mm-hmm. how God makes it clear to us. Yeah. You're not doing this only because I love you and I died for you and you're indebted to me with your life because I gave up mine. You're also doing this with the mindset and, and the intent that one day I will reward you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if God says himself, if man knows how to get good gifts for their kids... How much better can I give gifts to you? Mm. If man knows how to reward you, how much better you think I can reward you? So I'm looking forward to to the rewards of God. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's super good. I think um, also like, yeah, there's some things like we're sowing now like on this earth. Like there's some rewards that like we're expecting for, but there's some things we're not like, I don't even know like wow. the reward I'm gonna get in heaven, like yeah. based of what I'm sowing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm sowing seeds to kids that I don't even know what the reward is on earth or on heaven. Like there's some things that I'm gonna be, I spoke or have I spoken before or I'm speaking currently that there's a reward so great that I don't even know. I'm yeah. just praying <laughs> mm-hmm. by faith that, you know, um, if there's any leader who's just saying, man, I don't know if I should, if, is this even worth counting the cost? I just wanna encourage you, it's worth, it's worth counting it. the cost, whether you know the reward or not. That's right. yeah. it's, it's worth, worth it. it. It's worth it. And I think uh, even, you know, not even counting the, the heavenly rewards, which we all want, yeah. a reward worth counting the cost is my brother going to heaven too. Yeah. Talk wow. about it. Is my it. neighbor going with Touch me? Touch on is that, my, my family going? Is my friends going? Is the person I talked to at the gas station? The stranger. The stranger making it to heaven all because I counted the cost and so didn't good. take advantage of uh, and didn't uh, take advantage of the opportunity and just neglect it because I knew I was good. Yep. I mean, mm. I'm going to heaven, so so I'm good. But good. the crowns are beautiful. The diamonds, the jewels are, are, are beautiful. But how many people can we bring with us? Bro, could you imagine being in heaven? Real quick, could you imagine being in heaven and someone comes up to you that you never met in your entire life and they come up to you, because you got to remember, heaven's eternity. Yeah. That's people that's come before you and people that's going to come after you. That's and you're right. all going to be living in the same a long frame. Time. Yeah. When we hit the new heavens and the new earth. Yeah. Yes, Could you imagine someone you've never seen before come up to you and they say, listen, man, I just want to thank you for your life. You directly affected me. And you'd be like, wait, I've never met you. Who are you? And say, oh, no, no, no. You preached a sermon to my dad. My dad had, my, wow. had me. And had it not been for you wow. preaching that sermon and being used by God, I wouldn't have been raised up in the faith. I look forward to those yeah, moments yeah. Where, where people will come up to me and say, had you not, like, my great, great, great grandfather went to your youth service for one day, and he was only in Florida for that summer. He got wow. saved, and it was a ripple effect all the way down to my That's kids. Good. Here's my That's kid. Good. And good. had it not been for you being you, and then you think back to that day, and you're like, man, I didn't even want to preach that day, but yeah. thank God I did. Yeah. For the leader in the room, when it's hard for you to serve, when yep. you feel like it's difficult, remember that one day when you get to heaven, not only will you be recognized with crowns and with jewels but you'll be recognized with your company recognized amongst amongst others and they will see and say man this is i'm 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 just grateful for the Mm. sacrifice i'm grateful that you counted the cost and you didn't run from it because you remember the bible says count the cost because it's saying you need to know what you're getting yourself into yeah i encourage you if you're counting the cost and it seems expensive own it 
Yeah. Mm. That's good. Own it. Do not let the cost make you backpedal from the calling, mm. but let the cost remind you of the higher the cost, the greater the calling. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. T.D. Jakes preached the sermon. I didn't know I was me. Ooh. Wow. I didn't know I was me. me. Yeah, no, shout out T.D. Jakes. You, we love you. Have you ever seen this, T.D. Jakes? I watch every Jake. sermon. You change the way I read the Bible. Greatest preacher. I love you. Ready, ready. I, you probably won't see this, but get if you ready, do. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I love you. Get ready, get ready. I love you. Go, I love you. Go. He's a goat. And, um, man, I, I think that's a great place to end. It's worth it. It's worth it. Inviting someone to church. Yo, meet someone. That you invited some stranger in your class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my great, 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 great. Talk about great, Andrew. Great grandma. Yeah. Yeah. And and she prayed on me every night. And 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 our generations have been changed because of your obedience yeah. to just count the cost of embarrassment. Yeah. Of maybe mm-hmm. putting yourself out there as a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many ways it, it comes. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. A lot of people are one invite away from meeting Jesus. Wow. A lot of people would come to church if someone simply asked them. Statistics show 90% of people would come if they just got an invite. Wow. So ask yourself, have you invited your coworker? Mm. Have you invited your neighbor? Have you invited uh, your family? Yeah. Just ask them. And even, even if they don't come to your church, the mere fact that you took the time and had it in your heart and you thought about them. Yeah. That could be brewing in them by itself because that can let them know that God is yeah. thinking about them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think of this story all the time, and I, I know we're, we're, we're cutting close to the end, so I'll be brief. Um, you know, there was a man who was uh, a musician, and that man had at some point had some issues with his throat. He started to have some issues where he started to cough up blood, and there came a moment where uh, this man basically couldn't play uh, the saxophone ever, anymore. He was a musician. He loved it, and um, one of his friends had told him, he said, hey, listen, man, they were in New York at the time. This is back in, you know, the 70s, 80s, and, you know, he was in New York at the time, and um, his friend, who he probably doesn't even talk to to this day, his friend tells him, hey, bro, there's this guy named Gigi Avila preaching in New York and he's going to be under a tent and what he preaches for some reason miracles happen so this guy goes and he tells God in that he never been a Christian his entire life but he says God if you heal my throat today I will give my life to you for the rest of my life in that moment he receives healing Amen. the very next thing he does is go to a church that man ends up growing up and having a son and that son is my dad wow my grandfather literally his generations my, my grandfather had 11 children and all of them are in the ministry serving the lord know jesus believe in his son all because someone invited his dad wow to a tent revival you don't know how deep your invite goes Mm. right now i look at just the impact not only of my grandfather and not only of his children but of my dad specifically of how many people he impacts to this day Thousands among thousands among thousands of people that my dad, Pastor Gabby, is just, he's just Shout a legend. Our, our lead pastor. Our lead pastor. pastor. pastor he, he's pastor a legend Gabby. in the faith. And, you know, when, when I look at all the people that he's impacted simply because his dad was invited mm. to a, a yeah. church event. And, and just tell him, just go. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, okay, I'll go. Because at the end of the day, he, he had a need. Anyone you invite to church, I want to let you know they have a need. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only one that can fulfill that need yep. is Jesus. That's good. It, 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 some people could, you know, partially fill it and keep them happy for a moment, right? And that's yep. why a lot of people go to drugs and go to relationships and go to yep. different things and, and put their stock into so many different things because you can feel fulfilled for a while. But true fulfillment, mm. that comes from Jesus and Jesus alone. So when you're inviting someone, don't just think you're inviting them to church. You're inviting them to the answer. Yeah. Amen. You're inviting them to the answer, and that is Jesus, good. and that is God, and that's what he's done for us. Yeah, but, Romans 12, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Yeah. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Yep. You know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to sacrifice, man. I'm ready Come to on. lay down. Let's I hope go. you're encouraged today, uh, you know, yeah. wherever you're watching. I hope you're encouraged to, to count the cost, lay something down. Man, start serving. Get involved. Uh, join a small group in your church. Go all in for your church. Give everything um, and, and, and watch the hand of God in your life. Uh, come on, man. That's, that's episode two. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's, Let's go. get Let's it. Go. Let's go. I love it. Man, I love you guys. I'm so excited. Thank you for joining. Whether you're listening or whether you're watching, make sure you leave a comment. Uh, make sure you share this with a friend. Show love. Man, 
post this, tag us. Come on, put we some will flames repost it. Fan the flame. Flames in the chat, right? Fan the flame. Flames in the chat. Let's go. Also, please in the chat on the comments, put if you're a cereal drinker with milk before <laughs> or after. Yeah. All right. Please don't leave me alone in this. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, let us know and it, uh, write a review on podcasts. That always helps. I, I don't go places without looking at reviews. Yeah, right? that's so, true. Write a review, man. That's thank true. you guys so much for tuning in. We love you. We'll catch we you on the next you. time. Deuces. Love you all. Fan the flame.